Well, pop music has its menudo, and now alternative music has its own new kids on the block. They're called Old Skull, and this is where their heads are at. Some people think it's neat because these kids are smart enough to know, and some grown-ups don't know about the AIDS academic and, you know, homelessness and everything. And we want to spread the word out, you know, that, yeah. you know, beware, you know, all these things. Me too. <laughs> Shut up. Don't talk. We're pretty much all self-taught. You know, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie has a few taken a few lessons. And I've taken about three lessons from my dad. I've taken one lesson. When our Robin Dorian first did a story on a pre-pubescent punk band, say that four times, called Old Skull, we all thought it was kind of funny. Well, some of us thought it was funny. I didn't think it was funny. I mean, here's this band made up of three young boys from Madison, Wisconsin. They're singing songs about things like hot dogs, Ronald Reagan, and the homeless. Now this trio of preteens seems to be catching on, and they've even expanded their music. Now they know more than three chords. Ladies and gentlemen, Old Skull. When we introduced you to these pint-sized punkers last school season, not much more was on their minds than strumming a few chords at the local music club and passing the fourth grade math test. Well, it's a new school year, and now math consists of how many albums they're selling, how many viewers are watching their new music video, and how long is the flight from Wisconsin to Japan? Yep, these booming babies, whose combined ages still makes them younger than most guys just breaking into the music business, are on their way to international stardom. This month, they will debut on Japanese television. I'm JP, I play guitar and I'm lead vocals. My name's Jamie and I play metal, drums, and keyboard. My name's Jesse Steel Collins Davies and I play drums. What's the best part of performing? A it's lot. fun. The people, it's fun, you know, getting the women. applause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the women, yeah, right. What kind of comments do people make to you about your music? It's just screaming. <laughs> the only thing you do is scream. But what they're screaming about happens to be serious issues, like AIDS and homelessness. Homeless. I Homeless. People that don't have homeless. Oh, I look in their eyes. I see sadness. I hate you, Ronald Reagan. Okay, so their politics are a bit dated. But don't worry, George Bush. These guys won't be voting for a very long time. And just one warning, if you do attend one of their shows, wear a hard hat. Because part of the entertainment here is pelting the audience with hot dogs. In 2015, Thurston Moore told the Wisconsin State Journal that the first time Sonic Youth played in Madison, Wisconsin, in the mid-80s, he felt a mixture of excitement, fear, and fascination. He was already a fan of a couple of Madison hardcore punk fanzines, Catholic Guilt and Reagan Death, 
He had them mailed to him in New York City. A quote from Moore, Madison just had this really smart hardcore scene. I was scared because I had invested so much excitement in being there because I was so into those fanzines. I really wanted us to be really good. The Madison punk scene had built up a national reputation in part due to its association with the Minneapolis scene as the replacements and Husker Du played in Madison often. But Madison had its own punk bands like Killdozer and the Tar Babies who were signed to Black Flag's label, SST. The bassist from the Tar Babies, Robin Davies, was friends with a cross-eyed punker named Vern Toulon and when Vern was looking to help his two young sons, nine-year-old Jamie and ten-year-old JP, short for Jean-Paul, who had shown an interest in the instruments lying around the house to form their own punk band, Robin Davies signed up his stepson, Jesse, and then they had a trio, JP on guitar, Jamie on keyboards, and Jesse on drums. The group adapted their name, Old Skull, from the New York punk band Live Skull, who had stayed at the Toulon house after a show in Madison. When the irreverent underground artist Mojo Nixon came through town, Vern Toulon managed to pass along a copy of the demo tape that he and Robin Davies had helped the boys record. And for some reason, Mojo Nixon approached his record label, Restless Records, and persuaded them to sign Old Skull to a record deal. And so, in 1989, Restless Records released Old Skull's debut album, Get Out of School, produced by Vern Toulon and Robin Davies, and engineered by another Madison musician and future member of Garbage, Steve Marker. The songs on Get Out of School dealt with a wide range of topics, like skateboarding, hot dogs, homelessness, and AIDS. Due to the serious subject matter, rumors persisted that Vern Toulon was actually ghostwriting much of, if not all, of his son's band's material. Critics described the album as hilarious, unlistenable, and torturous. Nevertheless, Old Skull landed spots opening for bands like Guar, The Flaming Lips, and Sonic Youth. The novelty of the act also drew a lot of media attention, from television shows like A Current Affair and magazines like Life, People, and Newsweek. 
MTV featured the band on The Weekend Rock and on 120 Minutes and gave their music video for the song Homeless some minor airplay. Well, some of them come because we're young and they think we're a novelty or something like that. And some, some of them like our music. Fun and our parents say we don't have to do it if it's not fun for us. Yeah, and if they're we, not trying to exploit not, us or anything. <laughs> and if we're not having fun at it, we won't do it. Get out of school! Some of the other titles of songs on Get Out of School Jesus Died on the Cross, Skate or Die, Love is Hell, Get on the Bus, and Kill a Dead Eagle. Not long after the release of Get Out of School and all the media hype, Jesse Collins Davies, Robin Davies' son, left the band, and he was replaced by a 12-year-old named Graham Lindsay. Lindsay performed with Old Skull for two years before they broke up, but in 1992, the Toulon brothers reformed Old Skull without Davies or Lindsay. JP switched to drums while Jamie, now known as Spike, handled bass and some lead vocals. The Toulon brothers were joined by another set of brothers, Josh and Chris Scott, on guitar and vocals, respectively. This new lineup of Old Skull recorded an album called CIA Drug Fest, once again produced by Vern Toulon and released by Restless Records. A music video was released for the song Pizza Man. Other song titles from CIA Drug Fest, Welcome to the Pissing Pot, 
And do y'all know where the herb is? Somehow, a short tour of Japan followed the album's release, but Old Skull broke up soon after, in 1993. The Toulon brothers soon re-emerged in New York City, squatting on the streets with a group of teens known as the Crust Punks. In 1995, the Toulon brothers were featured on an episode of the Montel Williams show, and Montel reunited them with their mother. The boys' parents had divorced early in the band's career. Thank you so much for joining us today. You know, we've all heard about the homeless problem in this country, and unfortunately, it's getting worse every single day. But what we don't know about this problem is that right now today, there are over one million teenagers who will call the streets their bedroom tonight. There are over a million teenagers in America who sleep on the streets every single day. They're out there prostituting. They're out there using and selling drugs. They're out there doing everything vile that we can think of. And in a nation that's this great, to have children, our children, which is really our best resource, living on the streets and not give a damn, it's time that somebody starts to do that. I want you to take a look at this tape. <laughs> I'm not lazy. I mean, if they call me that, I'm like, okay, whatever, if you think that. The people who call us that don't even, are the ones who don't even know us, so. Spare a little change, tough guy. Spare a little change, please. Any change there, tough guy? started doing, in the past couple weeks, coke and heroin. I like it way too much. I don't want to become a junkie. I sleep in a squat, and it's like 20 people who live there. A lot of crazy people out here. So, try to stay away from them. <laughs> I don't drink anymore. And that's don't drink any less. <laughs> 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 oh, wow, check this out. Christ. We're talking about homelessness today in America, and homelessness with teens. And when we talk with these teens, we ask them, what did they miss the most about their home? And every single one of them named someone in their life, from an aunt to their mother or friend, that said that that was a person that made a difference in their life. Well, today, what we're going to do is something a little bit different. Um, and I'm telling you the honest truth, this is the first time I've done a show where I don't know what the results of the show are going to be. The homeless teens are here. They're backstage. They don't even know what we're talking about right now. And what we did was, after we asked them the question about who in their life made a difference to them, we hunted those people down. 
they are here. And what we're going to try to do is bring them together today on the stage. And they don't know that their, their loved ones are here. I'm going to bring them together today on the stage and see if we can have these loved ones convince them to get off the straights. It's one of those kind of shows that I don't think you want to miss. We'll be right back. Sometimes I have my friend's dogs out watching. Get a bottle. Lay down like so. And go to sleep. That's about it. Please welcome 16-year-old JP and his 14-year-old brother Jamie to the show. <laughs> JP left home two years ago because he said that life in Madison, Wisconsin was a little too boring and a couple of months ago his younger brother followed in his footsteps. Life was too boring in Madison, Wisconsin? Yeah, didn't really like it. Just uh, nothing to do. No, wait, JP, you left two years ago. When did yeah, you leave, Jamie? About six months ago. Six months ago. Do you live together on the street? No. You we have live in squats. We don't live on the street. And a squat is a? It's a, a, like a shell of an abandoned building. Uh, it, you take it, you get supplies, you fix it up. Fix it up, make it a home. There's no electricity? No. No running water? So, but you still call this your home. You live in two different squats. Yeah. You have your own and you have your own. Well, not our own. Not our own. We live with a lot of people, yeah. about 15 people in each place. Okay, so, so wait, now explain to me how can you stand the fact that your 14-year-old brother is out on the streets right now and he did that basically because you left? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really approve or whatever. Oh, sorry. It's all right. Um, <laughs> like, I'd like him to go home and go to school or whatever just because I don't want him to get into drugs or whatever. So why won't you go home? Because I like what I'm doing. I'm just basically living my own life. So. And that's okay? Yeah. You know your mother wants you to come home. Yeah, of course. And I and love my mom. And so why wouldn't you go home? You're only 14. Just, I don't know. I just like it living by myself. Didn't you run away once and your mom came all the way to New York, picked you yeah. up and drove you about all the way back home to Wisconsin? Yep. She did that, right? You ran away to... to where was the first place you went to? Um, Minneapolis. She went to Minneapolis and got you also? No. No, I got you in Minneapolis. Yeah. You ran to Minneapolis. She came to Minneapolis, picked you up and took you back home. Yep. And then you turned around and came to New York. She didn't come to get you. Nope. But she came to get you at least two times, correct? Once. Once. I mean, don't you think that your mother's working? She's out here trying her best to... to... Yeah, I know. We make it rough for her sometimes, but we love her. You love her? Yeah. Well, maybe you ought to tell her that, because she came out here today to see if she can convince the two of you to come back home. So please welcome JP and Jamie's mom, Mary, to the show. here to convince them to do what? You to want come them home. home. Well, why don't you tell them? Go home, guys. I'm not going to go home. Jamie? I don't want to. But? But what? What? Just, I don't know. I love you, you know. I just basically want to live on my own. <laughs> I love you, man. I know. I love you, too. And, but... and what are you going to do out here? Did you see that video? Is that what you, that's what you want to do? What Nothing? Just hang out on the streets? No, I, it ain't that. I want to get a job. I want to work. I want to go to school. How, How are you going to do, do that? How are you going to do that on your own, Jamie? 
I don't know. I want to try and find something. I, I, I don't know. I can't understand what's wrong here. You got a mother who loves you. There are a lot of people in this country who don't have parents who love them and, and would wish they had a mother who would come all the way this distance to get them. Yes, ma'am. Um, you're the oldest, right? You have Take to it. set an example for your younger brother. Right now, you're both young. You have your whole life ahead of you. If you don't go to school and do the right thing, you're going to lead him into trouble also. Sweetheart, go to school. Go back home with your mother. Stay, you know. What, what's the reason? What is the real reason, JP? Why won't you go home? I don't want to. I'm bored there. There's things that I want to do. Like what? Hang out with my friends. Have fun. Do what I want to do. Get high. Drink a little bit. No, I don't... I'm not a total... I didn't call you that. So well, that's, yeah, you did. I said, no, I did not. I said, get drunk, get high. You do drink every day. Yeah. You said that sometimes. yourself. You do get high. No, I don't get high. You don't get high at all? Not, well, You don't touch any pot? You don't touch any dust? You don't take Occasionally. Okay, so you do get high. So you want to be able to get high and drink. Now, I didn't call you any names. I can do that in Wisconsin, though. I did do it in Wisconsin, Okay, man. so why couldn't you do Out that? Out here is nothing, like, it's the same as home, except I'm not with mom. Okay. Exactly the same. I did nothing there. I didn't do anything there except get drunk, so get high if, in school. If it's the same as home, then why not do it at home? home? Cause I said I want my freedom away from you. I love you and I like seeing you and I'm gonna come visit you. And JP, sorry if you guys don't like it, but but, but JP, you're not making you're not making it out here. You call me on the phone. You call me. You're depressed. You're sad. You know, you need money, you're not eating. And this was, this was you when we shot this video of you, yeah, and you passed out right. right there, but you're not getting high. <laughs> no, you passed out right here. Yeah, I was drunk. Okay, but you don't get high. <laughs> not all the time. No, oh, sometimes, I see. Okay, only when a camera shows up. How am I high? I'm drunk, not high. Okay, okay, maybe it's the same thing, whatever. It is the same thing. We'll take a little break, and I'll tell you what, Jamie, when we come back, because your brother himself said that you ought to go home. Now, today, I can give you a plane ticket right now. There's a school, Mom, is that correct? Yeah. Your school that you were involved in, the alternative school that you were in when you were home, has a seat for you waiting for you on Monday morning. I got a plane ticket right here that you can take today and go home with your mom. Go back to school. And when you're 17, if you want to 18, you graduate from high school, you want to come back and hang out on the streets with your brother, and you come back and hang out with your brother. But between now and until you're 14 years old, why not take a chance and go home? Don't answer me now. We'll take a break. We'll be back. I don't know if I... Even though Montel Williams had brought them together with their mother, the brothers remained homeless runaways in New York City. And soon after the Montel Williams show in 1996, their mother, Mary Ellen Shea, was killed in a car accident. Apparently, her car was hit by a train. She was 38 years old. Still in New York, still homeless, the brothers tried to reignite their music career. Eventually, Jamie wound up back in Wisconsin, in Milwaukee, playing in a band called Doomsday Cauldron. But he returned to New York, where he had a punk band called Apox. They released an album in 1998. He was also an original member of Star Fucking Hipsters, a side project of the band Leftover Crack. JP, meanwhile, had a punk band called Plant Collapse. The boys were living in a communal squat in the East Village, known as the Sea Squat, with all the other crust punks. In 2001, 
Vern Toulon died at the age of 46. He might have been homeless. He was reportedly seen panhandling on the streets of Madison. Some say he died of alcoholism. I also saw someone say he died of a heroin overdose. Regardless, the brothers, now orphans, made no public statement regarding the passing of their father. In the spring of 2005, someone named PJ called into the radio station WFMU in New York, claiming to be a former member of Old Skull. PJ claimed that he was reforming the band as a jazz fusion group. The call turned out to be a comedy sketch put together by Tom Sharpling and John Worcester for their radio show, The Best Show, on WFMU. It's going to be an interview, uh, if you remember the band Old Skull, who were the kids who formed their own punk group back in the late 80s. We actually uh, are going to speak to one of the guys from Old Skull. Let me see if I can get him on the air right now. FMU, you're on the air. Hey, how's it going, man? Oh, it's going okay. Who is this? It's DJ from Old Skull. Hey, thank, thanks again for doing this. Oh, yeah, man. Now, now, for the uninitiated, how would you describe Old Skull? Well, you know, classic Old Skull is uh, basically the sound of uh, three children, you know, just getting out their aggression. And uh, play school punk rock, I guess you could have called it. And it was uh, late 80s? Yeah. Yeah, first record came out in 89. And that, that was the uh, Get Out of School record. Yeah. And then you, you had a one that followed it up, I guess? Uh... Uh, yeah, three years later, a record came out called uh, CIA Drug Fest. Uh-huh. They were kind of well-circulated records for the time, I oh, guess. Yeah. You know, got yeah. a lot of, lot of press and uh, attention. Yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely something that, uh, that you didn't see every day, you know, you know pre-teens playing, playing punk rock. And, and I guess it was, uh, for some people, it was considered an, a novelty. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that, but, you know, we were definitely our own band. Uh, two of the guys in the band, uh, their father, he, he was kind of the, uh, I guess, patriarch is, is, is the right word. He kind of got the band started, and, and, uh, but, you know, we were our, our own thing. You know, people say that he wrote a lot of songs, but that just, that isn't really true. It was our own thing, you know, and it was, uh-huh. it was great. I, thought, I think we were you know, kind of legendary. Yeah, I, I would I would agree. I mean, it definitely there were it was you know of a time and it made a, it made an impression on a lot of people. Yeah. Well, I got big news for you. Okay. Old Skull is back together. Really? Yeah, we got a new record coming out in uh, May, and we're going to hit the road this spring. Seriously? Yeah, we didn't get to tour a whole lot, you know, so we're kind of and we toured a little bit uh, around the time of CIA Drug Fest. But uh, not not much more than that. So it's going to be cool to finally go out and see you know see the fans, and uh, that's kind of why I'm, I'm calling you know why the why the interview's happening to kind of drum up some support and stuff. And uh, hey, you know I sent you a copy of of our new CD. New CD. Yeah, uh, I, I had it overnighted. Okay, I, I don't think I got it. It uh, it should be there. It should be in a you know like a like a FedEx package. You see it there. Um. I, I was told that it it did arrive. Okay. I have. There's an envelope actually. It says Regent Music. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's a. Uh, this is called Hot Dog Hell Revisited. That's right. Wow. This is a pretty cool package. It's kind of. Uh, I guess it's right in line with the, the old stuff. Yep, and 
like uh, I guess to describe it for people who can't see it, it's it's like uh, it's the three uh, guys, you guys, and then kind of you know like uh, behind are three adults, you know, kind of just also in the same kind of punk clothes. Yeah. So it's like so is this supposed to? I guess you know obviously it's supposed to imply that it's like it's the kids grown up now picking up where they left off. Exactly. Still kind of you know staying true to the punk, you know the punk roots. A little more mature. Uh huh. So basically, the same kind of idea. And this is this is Hot Dog Hell revisited. Yeah, I'd, I'd love for you to play a track if if, if you could. Can sure, you? and that's based on uh, just for people who don't know, Hot Dog Hell was a cut off the uh, Get Out of School off, album. Off the first record, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, uh, if I could request a tune, uh, track number two is actually uh, kind of an updating of the title song of our first album, Get Out of School. So. Okay, well, let's check it out. It's uh, first time we'll hear it. Yep. It's uh, now this. I, I guess I should just ask: Is it's fit for airplay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is "Get Out of School," which is an updating of an original old skull cut, and it's on their new one called "Hot Dog Hell Revisited." Which is this out yet? Or uh, comes out in May. Comes out in May. Okay. Well, let's take a listen. That that music is uh, that's old skull. That's old skull, yeah. Why? Why? I guess it kind of it's a little uh, it's a little smooth. It's not exactly the 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 punk. No, no, no. I don't think you're hearing it right. I mean, now you can really feel the chords in a way that you couldn't back then. You know, I mean, that's the way those those songs always should have sounded. You know. Really. Yeah. I always thought those songs were kind of simple punk songs. It just, just the simplicity was the key. And this is definitely, this is so, well, first of all, it's jazz. It's not punk. Well, it depends how you look at it, you know? I mean, it's sort of, I mean, technically you're right, but I think it's still got that spirit. I don't think that's, you, know, you can't deny that. I, I can't. I can't deny that. What this has none of the spirit of the thing that we played uh, the the old record. Well, you heard Marcel, didn't you? Who? Marcel. Who's Who's Marcel? He's the bass player. Those are fluid bass runs. Well, yeah, that's those are like smooth jazz runs. That has nothing to do with what what you guys were. Well, I disagree. You know, I mean. Uh, <laughs> well, how can you disagree? Like I said, this is what the band should have sounded like all along. So you always should have sounded like smooth fusion jazz. No, it sounded musical. So you guys weren't musical enough for you in the past? Not really, no. Well, when did you make this big transformation? I mean, you're 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 a little kid. You're doing uh, like get out of school and and CIA CIA drug fest, right. and you uh, and then you, you jump forward, and now that same kid is grown up and is doing uh, kind of adult contemporary jazz. Well, I didn't actually play on get out of school or or CIA drug fest. 
Uh, how did you not wait? No, you did. Uh, J, you told me, JP. You said you were on. Uh... No, no, no. I'm I'm PJ. PJ. Yeah. Well, no. I... Paul Jerome Benedict. What about JP uh, Toulon? Oh yeah, he's he's not in the band anymore. But he was the singer and and guitarist for an early incarnation of the band. Yeah. An early incarnation, yeah. meaning yeah, meaning kind of what? The old, the old days. The old days, you mean like the the existing recordings? Oh well, not anymore. I mean, uh, we had a new one. You heard it. Yeah, and it, it kind of is a complete. Well, here here's a question okay. for you. JP was the guy who was in the band, right? The and singer his, and guitarist, and his brother Jamie. Yeah, was in the band too. Uh, early on, Jesse was on drums. Uh huh. And then uh, the the CIA Drug Fest was JP on drums. He switched. Uh huh. Jamie, who changed his name to Spike on bass, and. Uh, the Scott brothers, Chris and Josh, on guitar and vocals. And then I hooked up with Old Skull uh, in 92 when they wanted a second guitar player to do the CIA Drug Fest tour. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I, I, didn't, I didn't know that much about uh, or, or like punk rock back then. I, I pretty much still don't. But my guitar teacher, uh, he knew their dad, uh, and, and he asked my uh, teacher if he knew of a, of a second guitar player. So my uh, teacher said I could play it, but... You know, I, I gotta say, it was never a really tight fit. Uh huh. You know, I, I was a few years older than the guys. Well, I they must have at that point been like twelve. Yeah, yeah, twelve, twelve and thirteen. Uh huh. And how old were you? Uh, twenty. What? <laughs> so you were you were eight years older right, than yeah. them. But I, I looked very young. I, I had um, what they call flagrant acne. What? What is flagrant it's, acne? You know, it's a, you've heard the term pizza face. Yeah. Well, let's just say my nickname in high school was Pizza Face. Pizza, f oh, so Pizza Face was your yeah, nickname. Yeah, but I mean that's that's one indication of uh, of acne serving you well. I got the gig and uh, I, I gave it a shot. You know, it, it it didn't last too long. You know. Uh huh. Uh, I played about fourteen shows with the with the band, but uh, you know, it it just wasn't really my thing, and those guys didn't really dig any of the suggestions I had, and you know I. Well, what what would what kind of suggestions? Uh, you know, I, I wanted to add some different influences into the into the band, and you know, some different elements into the mix. Uh huh. Like, what would be an influence you were looking to incorporate? More guitar solos, more jazz rock elements. So that's where you were coming from. Yeah, yeah. You were coming yeah. from. They were interested in uh, like the one guy has on the cover, uh, Husker Du T-shirt. Yeah, I never liked him. Well, no, Husker Du is a band, not a person. No, it's Husker Du, isn't it? Husker Dude? No, no, it's Husker Do. It's not. You actually thought it was a guy named Husker Dude. That is maybe the dumbest thing I have ever heard. Husker Dude. I. It says right on the shirt. H U L. That is. That is colossally stupid. Hey, come on. Oh yeah. Well, you know, your your well, they, name. They were never into the into the covers that that I wanted to do. Like what? What is a cover you wanted to do? Chick Korea. <laughs> so so you couldn't get twelve year olds to start jamming on Chick Korea. Black Market by Weather Report. Well, yeah, I just. I had, a I had a super cool arrangement for Windmills of My Mind. Sure, I wonder why they they wouldn't want to do a blood, sweat, and tears song. Eleven-year-olds and twelve-year-olds. 
Uh, you know, you know, I'm just picking up on one other thing. Your name is PJ. 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 You call me Paul. So PJ, what's the J stand for? Jerome. It stands for Jerome. Is Jerome your actual middle name? No, that's sort of my jazz name. <laughs> Am I wrong in thinking you maybe took Paul Jerome PJ so that people might mistake you for um, for JP in the band? No, you got it all wrong, dude. Well, you know, you know what it is. I'm also remembering you were tell you were talking about it as if this was you on the cover. I, uh, did I, no, I didn't say that. You did, did say something. You said we. Well, you were talking yeah, about. Well, we. I, I'm. I'm a. I'm a member of the old Skull family. For 14 shows. Oh come on! It and was actually 12, but. Um, how how on earth? That, so I'm assuming, if I can just you correct me if I'm wrong, just the way that this sounds like it's shaping up. Old Skull did shows and for the second album, right? And then those guys uh, maybe lost interest in it, and the band broke up. But you kept the name going. No, see, well, I, I gotta, I gotta finish the story. Okay. Okay. You know, so those guys always kind of got on me because those guys looked really punk, you know, and I was more of an Izod and, and khakis kind of guy. I mean, I, I, I tried my best to fit in. I, I often wore a police shirt to shows, but I, I never felt it was enough for JP. You know, he wanted me to like. Well, I mean, the police are not really that punk. I mean, that's, especially in the 90s by now, the police were just, you know, people think of Sting when they think of the police. No, I don't, I don't mean the band, the police. I mean, I, I would wear a T-shirt for the local police department. Well, that's really not punk. Well, I hope not. I mean, no, law enforcement, that's always been a big part of, of who I am and what I'm about. I come from a long line of, uh, of police officers, so it's not really... Uh-huh. It's not punk, no. And um, the guys in Old Skull, they were really into, like, scum life. Scum life. And I hated that. You know, I, I, I called the cops on them several times during that two-week tour. <laughs> you called the cops on your band sure. members? Why? They were smoking the pot. They were smoking pot, yeah. and so you called the cops on yeah. them? JP got arrested on stage one night. Because of you? Yeah, I called the cops from the payphone outside. Why would you even care? Because it's wrong, what they were doing. Now, why? Here's here's something for you that maybe we can just cut to the chase. Okay. Why on earth are you calling yourself Old Skull? Because I have every right to. I mean, uh, I have an arrangement with the brothers. But okay, well, you know, it's one thing to use the name, because you have some sort of legal right. Well, it's not really a, a legal sort of deal, like you know, in terms of like a court of law. Basically, I get to use the name whenever I want for whatever reason I want, and they don't go to jail. They don't go to jail. Right. How is it that you have it set up that they might go to uh, jail? I saw them do something that could put them away for quite some time. You saw who do it? The brothers. You saw the brothers uh, the, in in uh, Old Skull yeah. do something yeah. that would get them arrested. Mm -hmm. What 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 was it? I can't really say. But um, it involves a bulldozer. So you're basically blackmailing them. No, I wouldn't say that. It's an arrangement. You have no problem using the name Old Skull, though, from a moral standpoint. It's part of my history. I, I think I should share that. And I, I think you should share, share something with me. Yeah? Um, I'm trying to track down our old booking agent, Bob Lawton. I think he's retired. Well, I know he did Sonic Youth. Uh huh. And we'd love to play with them. Uh, I, I've read a lot of articles on them, and uh, I, I know they like a lot of jazz. 
Yeah, they and do I, like jazz. I, I think it'd be a perfect fit, like a big jam session at the end of the show. Like, you know, we could do a, like a Les Dudek song or something. I don't think that's going to cut it. I really, I don't... You don't think that they can play it? The, the chops aren't up? No, I don't think they're going to want anything to do with you guys. Well, what about other bands we played with? I'm looking at the list here. Uh, the Fluid, Saccharin Trust. Broken up, broken up. Black Flag. Broke, yeah, they broke up too. Christmas. <laughs> Christmas broke up also. Die Cruisin'. Decroitson, they broke up, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pussy Galore. Broke up. She sounds like she'd, she'd be fun. Again, uh, a band name, not a person. Uh, the Man. What was that? the Man. I don't know what that is. D-A-S-D-A-M-E-N. Das Damen. Oh. Yeah, uh, Broken Up. Screaming Trees. Broken Up. Royal Crescent Mob. Broken Up. They Might Be Giants. Still together. Oh, okay. Do you have their number? Uh, they're kind of popular right now. And okay, oh, that's great. They would probably, again, want nothing to do with you. Oh, I, I, I can't wait for this tour, though. It's going to be great. I, I, just, I, I wish we could get it together. So uh, where, where would you like to tour, ideally? Just all, all over, you know. Uh, there's talk that we're going to get some shows with uh, Joe Zawino. But under the name Old Skull. Exactly, yeah. And I mean, you would have no problem bringing in... People, uh, a, a fan of the original lineup. I think they love what we're doing. Sees, sees it on a bill. Yeah. They see Old Skull. They're expecting a certain kind of music, and you are giving them anything but that kind of music. I mean, you've heard it. Are you going to tell me that someone who comes in wanting that, that punk dreck is not going to be just turned on by Marcel and, and Alexander's keyboards and Joff's woodwinds and Kotuku's percussion? Wait, I thought Old Skull was like a trio. How many guys are in Old Skull now? Uh, seven. Seven people yeah. are in the band. Yeah, it's me on guitar and keys and shell, Marcel on bass, uh -huh. Alexander on keyboards, Joff on woodwinds, Katuku on percussion, Lonnie on piano, and uh, this is very exciting, and I, I think I can, I can announce this today. Harvey Mason is going to play with us a little bit. I have about five questions about that list that you just named. Okay. You play guitar? Yes, guitar and keys and shell. What, what is shell? Seriously? Yeah, seriously. Like a, a, a conch. Various shells I play, but conch is my special. What do you mean you play a shell? You mean like a seashell? Oh, yeah, I blow into it. Okay. Yeah, I use it specially on, on this tune, Explorations. Explorations. Yeah. And, and who else is in the band? You said Marcel... Marcel, yes, on bass. Alexander on keyboards. Uh huh. Joff on woodwinds you know, on sax. Kotuku. Who? Kotuku. That's your percussionist. Yeah, yeah. He's great. He jams. What does he play? Uh, all kinds of things. Congas, uh, Chilean pipi drum. He uses that on a lot of songs, especially on uh, on on this new tune we have called Insights. Insights. Yeah. It, it's one of our first tunes with vocals. We're very excited about that. It's got a section. Basically, the vocals are. Inside. Outside. Inside. Outside. If we're smoking, it, it takes off. But you know, if we're not feeling it, you know, which does happen, then we only do it for like uh, 27 minutes or so. 20? You'll do that for 27 minutes. 
If, if you're not feeling yeah. it. Well, how long does it go when you're feeling it? It's gone for like sometimes four hours. Oh, my great. God. Oh, you, oh, it's great. So yeah. people come to this old skull show thinking they're going to see three little kids grown up who are going to play songs like uh, Kill a Dead Eagle and uh, oh, we still do, yeah. Skate or Die. We still do those in you know in medley form now, you know, but we'll just take it, take Me- it a little bit. Yeah. Medley form, the oh, ultimate yeah. cop-out. What? So you're just basically looking to go out and rip people off? Not at all. I mean, then change the name of the band. I own it now, basically. Well, that does, I'm telling you, it's immoral. It has nothing to do with what people think they're going to get when they go to see Old Skull. Well, what they're going to get is going to blow their minds, especially. Well, you know what? What they're going to get is something. It's not up to you to determine what they're going to get when they think they're going to get a punk trio, and they get seven men playing a song for four hours. Insight. Wait till you hear about soundscapes. What What is soundscapes? Soundscapes is similar to that. I mean, if if we're feeling it, we'll just go out with it, you know, for as long as we want. And uh, I mean, there have been times that uh, you know, Joff he'll, he'll alternate between his you know his alto sax, his baritone sax, and one of my shells. Yeah. He'll just take it, and you know, the rest of us in the past we've done this a couple of times. We'll go back to the motel, make some food. And what? While he's still on stage? Oh yeah, yeah. So you'll cook up food yeah, while, while the audience is watching this show. Oh, yeah. This interminable thing that will not end. Oh, you have to hear him blow the conch. Uh, I really never want to hear that. The last time we did it, Alexander made some great kelp lasagna. So you come off stage, you eat kelp lasagna yeah. while one guy is on stage jamming. Oh. And how long does that jam go on that for? That jam can go on forever, too. You know, I've seen that one go on for a day. A day? Yeah. How long is an average old skull show? About uh, a- average one, if, you know, if we're feeling it, but we're not like you know, or- orgasmic. Um, six and a half hours. Oh my Great. god! Great. Oh, this tour, I can't wait. <laughs> I can. I'm, I'm a little apprehensive about it, though. I gotta say. Well, you should be. Why are you apprehensive? Well, it's nothing to do with the music. I mean, my chops are still impeccable. Yeah. It- it's it's the traveling that I'm a little. I'm a little concerned about, you know. Like, in what way? I, I don't travel particularly well. In, in, how, how so? I, I've got irritable bowel syndrome. Oh, I cannot talk about I, that. I've, I've got it bad. I mean, my, okay, my, doctor, yeah, 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 said, yeah, I, my doctor said I have the worst case. Okay, I don't and, even and that's wanna, his main thing. Okay, I don't even want to talk about it. Well, he wants better report. No, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't even so, want to talk about it. I need a special bus. Okay. I, I need a portage. I don't, I, 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 I don't want to talk okay, about it. Okay, okay. It's disgusting, okay. and people don't want to hear that. Okay, well, I'm taking this new drug. No, I don't want to hear about it. Okay. Well, I can't share a I, with anyone I, I don't want... What? No, well, this is unrelated. This is the second problem. What is that? I can't share a room with anyone else, so we have to always have, you know, at least a private room for myself every night, so it eats into the budget. Because of your condition? No, I suffer from night hysterics. Night, what are night hysterics? Well, there are episodes where you basically go insane for a couple minutes. <laughs> you go insane. Yeah. They can't say what causes it really. It's tough because, like, if someone's in the room with me, yeah, they run a 50-50 chance of getting stabbed. Night hysterics. Yeah, it, it, it's like sleepwalking, but like a thousand times more violent. That sounds horrifying. Well, ask, ask Lenny White how horrifying it is. I, I did some shows once uh, with Lenny, who, of course, was in uh, you know, Return to Forever. And, um, of course. And I, I almost chainsawed the bassist one night. I think you might want to uh, 
consider not touring? Well, what's weird about that was that I don't know where the chainsaw came from, and I'd never operated one before either. But you almost chainsawed him. Exactly, yeah. It's almost like there's some degree of magic involved in it, too. I don't know. I hope it's not anything like scary, like The Exorcist or something. Magic. Yeah. Night hysterics. Yeah. Your condition, which I'm not going to mention. Six and a half hour shows. Conk solos. In sight, out of sight. This is, a, this is fraudulent. Hey, I'll let the audience decide. Well, hopefully you won't, because I will gladly take it upon myself to get the word out that you guys are uh, not what you, what you uh, claim to be. You do, and I'll murder you. There you go, another death threat. What do you have to say now? I'm not that scared, actually. Oh, well, you'll be scared when you see me coming at you with a uh, conch shell. That sounds horrifying. It will be horrifying. And you're you're a terrible person. Play the rest of the record. I'm definitely not you're playing. You're going to play it. All I'm going to do you're is... You're going to play it. All I'm going to do is get the word out that you are a fraud. Oh, I'm coming over there. Okay. Here comes that shell. The conch shell. Please don't kill me. I'm going to shell you. You're going to get shelled like Private Ryan did. That's clever. Well, thank you. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Not long after the fake story about the reunion, the Toulon brothers actually put together a true old skull reunion. In August of 2005, 
They were now in their mid-twenties, and they played one show opening for The Exploited at CBGB's. They were joined on stage by Rick Smart, Mike House, and John McClellan, all from the New York crust-punk squat scene. It's unclear what happened to the brothers for the next five years, but they seem to have struggled with homelessness and drug addiction. In early 2010, JP ended up in jail in Madison, and he was later moved to a drug rehab facility, and apparently he did manage to get clean. He ended up moving to Minneapolis. Meanwhile, in August of 2010, JP's brother Jamie was still on the streets of New York, and he was interviewed by a DJ from WFMU, the same station that parodied the band five years earlier. He was interviewed by a DJ named Clay Pigeon. It was a 15-minute interview. Jamie revealed that he was living on the streets of New York, still an addict. What's your name, man? My name is Jamie. Jamie, are you originally from New York City? Uh, not originally from New York City. Uh, it's pretty much been my home base for the last 15 years. I travel a lot. Where were you born and raised? Uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Madison, uh, Wisconsin. I used to live in Wisconsin for six years, over closer to Milwaukee, over oh, yeah. towards uh, East I, Troy. I've lived in Milwaukee as well. Have you? Yeah. 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 Uh -huh. You're a Midwesterner. You're a Midwesterner. Yes. You got some uh, wild tattoos, man. You got uh, what? It's on your face, up around your eye, on your I cheek. It looks like tree branches. Yeah, it's pretty much what it is. You kind of grimaced when I said that. Do you wish you hadn't done it or something? No, no, not at all. Where'd you get them? Uh, first one, I got my forehead done about, oh, uh, it's about nine years ago now. Your sign says, hard times, hungry and broke. Low on dog food. Yes. You love your dog. Oh, yes. When's your dog come into your life? It looks like maybe a pit bull. He's a pit bull, yeah. Um, he came into my life 13 years ago. And 13? Yeah. Is he a puppy then? I've had him since day one. Actually, he'll be um, he'll be 13 on the 13th of September. Will be his golden birthday. How'd you end up in New York City? Um. in a band and uh, we played uh, this is when I was very young this band called Old Skull I don't know. Old Skull I remember you guys were uh, a kid band yeah. you had a song I heard it when I lived in Florida on uh, rock radio you were billed as the world's uh, youngest punk band exactly you were in Old Skull I was in Old Skull What did you play? I played that on uh, the first album. I played uh, percussion and keyboards. And on the second album, I played bass. Right 
Were you guys signed to a major label? We're on Restless Records, which, you know, did, uh, they had a few big bands. They had, uh, Slayer for an album, DRI for an album. Um, it was a starting point, a good, uh, yeah. indie label. Yeah. Now, how old were you at the time? I was nine at the time. I don't know. I lo we loved it all, man. You know, it's like, uh, I don't know, the whole glamour thing of it. You know, whatever. Whatever. What, what's some of the stuff you did? Did you open for some big bands? Oh, yeah, we opened for a lot of big bands. Drop some names. Well, we opened for Guar. Just nine years old when this is happening. Ten years old, right around in there. Yeah, right. It had, it had to be. It had to be uh, quite something. Did you think it would just always be like that after that? Uh, no. It started falling apart. And uh, I don't know. Did the parents interfere? issues with, with parents breaking up and like that. Yeah, I mean, maybe it interfered a little bit. There's just a lot of different uh, transitional things going on in, uh, in, in everyone's life at that time, so it, it, it just all kind of fell apart. Then what did you do? All of a sudden you're just a kid ready to go to high school or something. Uh, I went to high school for about... Oh, I was, I was in ninth grade for about four months. I was a freshman and then uh, decided, uh, what the f***, you know, I'm not learning anything here. I don't want to be here and I'd rather go travel and explore. Did you still want to be in bands at this point? Oh yeah, I've been in a lot of bands at this, by this point, you know? But none that uh, could match the popularity of Old Skull or that level of uh, notoriety? Uh, no, uh, you know, just haven't gone to that, that height yet. connect the dots here. How did you go from from that to being on 6th Avenue here asking for change? Uh, and, and no shame in it. There's a lot of homeless yeah, people right now. These uh, are hard times. Well, man, uh, let's see. I mean, like... Uh, some drugs coming to play or something? Well, yeah, okay. I mean, like, yeah, like, you know, short, you know, we went to both 
you know, you know, my brother and I were in the band, and, uh, you know, uh, he went traveling as well as I did, and, uh, you know, and then, uh, our, our mom died, she got killed in a train wreck, and, uh, How old were you then? I was 15 then. That had to be devastating. Yeah, it was, and, uh, my brother was probably uh, 16. Where was Dad? Was he still with you then? What's that? He still together with your mom at that point? No, they they uh, divorced when I was about eight years old. Right when the band was starting to happen. Yeah, right when we were getting, you know, and right when we, right around the time we went to Japan. talking about here now. The, we were talking uh, about the drug angle, how, yeah, how you got uh, off track. Yeah, and then... Uh, Are you an addict? Uh, I'll get to that. Um, you know, our, our mom dying, kind of, yeah, you know, just kind of learning how to, trying to cope with that, is, you know, you, the drug. You know, it, it, the pain of it. Yeah, it, it gives you a, a good sense of feeling in it. What, what were you using at that time? What's that? What were you using at the time? Heroin. You know, it gives you. I guess it gives you definitely a false sense of uh, comfort and uh, blocked out the pain for a while. Yeah, you know, and it numbs you and. up, it, it, it gets you into a big trap, you know, and uh, hard to get out. It's very hard to get out. Are you clean now or are you I've still using? on and off for years. I'm on methadone right now. And uh, you soon, make meetings and stuff? Soon, what's that? You go to meetings? And no, I don't deal with those. All they talk about is God and I, hey man, I don't want to stop you from swearing, but every time oh, you I'm do, sorry. I have to edit yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I don't really care, yeah, 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 but yeah. I have to edit it. Well, yeah, all they talk about is God, and I'm not, you know, I'm not down with that. You know, all they in their in their strung out on, on heroin. Yep. And did music bring you to the city? Uh, yes, definitely did. I, I've been in a few projects that, uh, you know, we've, uh, one of them put out a CD. That band was called K-Pox. 
copies. Uh, did one tour. And uh, that's, that's really when I went downhill was after that tour. I kind of... Did you get a little money in your pocket? No, that's, well, yeah, that's when I actually got the money from my mom's debt. Is, uh, I don't know, she had some, in, we mean, we definitely weren't rich, rich people and uh, didn't make really any money off the old school thing. So, uh, you know, I don't know how, somehow she, she had some insurance things, life insurance things set up. can rent 
for $125 a week, you know, and you got the shared bathroom and the shared kitchen and uh, I guess I'll uh, try end up in one of those for the for the winter, you know. You know, New York's been my home base for the last 15 years. I've I've been squatting, you know. Honestly, if I could go back, I would, uh... I don't know, man, how school... I think schools are probably different today than they are when I, when I was going to them. So, I would probably say, uh, you know, stay... I wish I would have done it, honestly, but, uh, but, uh, you know, you, you live and learn, and I have no regrets, you know, only, uh, only learning experiences. What's your final message of peace and love to the world, man? Oh, man, you don't gotta screw people over to survive. Thanks for your time today, man, and all the best. Maybe, yeah, no problem. That's Jamie from Old Skull, the kid punk sensation that enjoyed their 15 minutes of fame back in the late 80s. And then tragedy, his mom dying when he was 15. His dad, also a musician, dying at age 46 after 10 years of panhandling and homelessness. And now Jamie himself, for now, on the streets. Ironic that Old Skull's most famous song should have been called Homeless. JP was living in Minneapolis with his son Aiden, but on November 13, 2010, he died. The cause of JP's death has never been made public. Apparently he was suffering from pancreatitis and he had been hospitalized for that. There's another rumor that he overdosed on a speedball. A memorial service was held for JP at the Sea Squat in New York on November 21st, 2010. Meanwhile, his brother Jamie was struggling with depression and addiction, still living on the streets, and somehow in the summer of 2011, he ended up in Lynchburg, Virginia, and that is where, on June 10th, 2011, Jamie Toulon committed suicide. He hung himself seven months after the death of his brother, who actually had died on Jamie's birthday. So that is the tragic tale of Old Skull. It didn't all end in tragedy, though. The original drummer for the band, Jesse Collins Davies, ended up going by the name DJ Jesse Collins and became a successful DJ and drummer on the Madison music scene. He also has a career as an abstract artist, primarily working in the medium of watercolor on glass. The guy who replaced Jesse, Graham Lindsay, went on to have a solo career as an alternative country artist. He released his first album, Famous Anonymous Wilderness, in 2003.
When you're weary and worn out and no arms can seem to hold you When you're heavy and strung out and tired with no place to go And the times feel for certain that nobody's hurting like you do Bring your heartache and smile and we'll walk as many miles as we have to When the people you've known wave like armfuls of smoke through the And the rain on your shoulders doesn't pass like the wind through your hair And your eyes begin to fool you and fail you from the face that you wear Don't trust any mirrors, you'll need something clearer to find what you're looking for there If the streets don't respect you yet constantly rap at your door Well you know what neglect means Now you know what deceit can afford But to stand there like that With your heart in your hands Dealing for more Yeah, the streets will break in again and again and take only what you're living for. Since your body betrayed you, you've been so afraid of the cold. But what storm has pursued you? Makes you do everything that you're told It must be the ice that drains down from your eyes Through your clothes It first taught you your voice And now haunts you with it from the side of the road
pieces to lose myself in those eyes How softly they open and swiftly they close from the light Like big curtains in your room bending shadows over you As you snake through your skin from the shape you've been in That you still somehow seem to fit inside Like the shadows on your face can't help falling into place line by line As the strangers that pass leave their fingerprints on the glass just so they can say they at least tried Well, if the whole world looks vain Through this tainted window frame You're probably right It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 